0: Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. A club that had a very positive year in 2022. I am Laurie Dunsire and just like last January, I wanted to bring you a selection of our highlights from the previous 12 months. So here they are, the Scarves Around the Funnel Best Bits of 2022. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. I am Laurie Dunsire, joined for the first time in 2022 by Mark Donaldson. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well.
2: Uh, Something also popped up on on my Facebook account. Ryan sent me a photo, Ryan McGowan, uh, our other host, who Laurie shall introduce in a second. It's amazing to think it was 10 years ago since that fresh-faced Aussie youngster had a look on his face like he'd just got his first girlfriend.
3: Happened to you guys. Um, I was a little bit worried though what Mark was going to say when he <laughs> <laughs> looked on his face. But yeah, it's <laughs> crazy to think that was um, 10 yeah. years ago. Come and give your love away. Don't
4: play
3: safe. I think the best part for me was that, that it, I'd been there maybe oh, six or seven times before as a fan. So I got to experience it as a fan, and from that side of the pitch, like when Gary Glenn scored in the Scottish Cup in the last minute, I was in the crowd when Gogsy Smith scored his first goal, when Temps did the Maisie run, like I got to see so many of my mates and close friends at that time achieve like what we were all striving to achieve to play in the first team, to score it against Hibbs, to score it at Easter Road. and. And all those things so I, I guess when i got to do it, it was just it just took over and yeah it's, there's nothing quite like looking up and seeing three and a half thousand people lose their shit <laughs> because of a great running header
2: <laughs> by the way do you remember what happened when you came on this as a guest for the third time you ended up kind of a permanent fixture, so I wonder if that means that going forward there'll be four of us every single week, because we have someone <laughs> joining us this week for the third time, and um, it, it, it's like a lot, it's like a testimonial, your your reward. Um, Robbie Nielsen this week is uh, is a permanent place on the podcast, so thank you for not agreeing to do that, but agreeing nonetheless.
0: Pleasure
5: it going, on, lads. you to it enjoyed the last
0: one. Good. Indeed, yeah, you've now you've now got more appearances on this podcast than you scored goals for Hearts.
5: So that's <laughs> I have to be honest with you, we have. <laughs> where,
0: where, where will this rank against scoring the winning goal against Basel in, in Europe? Right down there. Yeah. Right <laughs> Yes, uh, we are delighted to be joined for a third time by Hearts head coach Robbie Nielsen.
2: We've had about Half an hour and he's still not asked Robbie to sign him
5: yet. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened yesterday?
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. So when you were oh. saying looking for a centre back in summer, I was thinking, oh, well, hey, hey
6: yeah, well. when he goes up, <laughs> no, I don't know anything. You, you, right,
3: you said you were a right back, so that
2: rules you. Uh, right? Utility,
3: utility. I can play anywhere. Oh. I can play
0: anywhere. That's good. Well, all he needs to do is pull a Larry Kingston, just not five six, <laughs> five six years yes. off his age, and then he falls within the five six <laughs> years. That's like
2: that canoe did that, but it was like twenty years off his age, I think.
0: I thought that was maybe Stephen Kingsley arriving at your door and just to confirm his new deal.
5: John, Sutter, I mean, I
0: just let him at the boot there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> European nights, I got something special about them at Tynecastle. You know, I don't know if it's like the, the time of year that they usually happen at, but you come in, the floodlights are on, there's always that kind of there's a feel about the place, you know. So hopefully we can get back to that because it is. It's, it's, it's just a it's just different class to able really to playing these games and be involved in. It.
0: You've got a grade, sp- A to F. What would be your what would be your grade for the performance so far of your team this season, and and um, what would the summary be for you?
5: I always think these things are quite hard, Because for, for me, <laughs> one beat is an A is isn't it? You know, so that's the what I want to get to. I would say we're probably looking at this moment in time probably, a B, you know. We could do better, and you know, I still—I'm a great believer in that. You know, you can't rest from your laurels. We you need to be, keep pushing, keep getting the team forward, and uh, you know, don't settle for where we are. You know, start aiming for second place, aiming for first place as well. That's that's got to be where we get to. You know, and that, that's the ultimate aim. So if I'm sitting here now. How have we done? I think we've done all right. I think we've done at times done well, but I think we can do better.
0: We do have another guest joining us uh, on this week's show. We're delighted to be joined by a man who you might have recognized as D.I. John Rebus in Rebus or Balan in the Hobbit series. And just last year, a feature film, which was excellent, was released and he played Charles Phillips. That was in The Dig, which is available on Netflix, incidentally. But most importantly, apart from all of that, he is a very big Hearts fan. It is, of course, Mr. Ken Stott. How are you doing?
4: Fine, thank you very much. I'm also delighted to be in the exalted company of your two other, or rather, your two wonderful guests, Mark Donaldson and Ian McLeod. Mark Donaldson doesn't get to be a guest now. He's not a guest anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was busy playing, you know, I was five years old, I was playing with my toys, and he said, uh, hey, do you want to come, do you want to come to Town to Castle to see Hearts and Hibs? We are, uh, you know, this huge crush of bodies, 54,000 of us, uh, crammed into Town Castle Park, um, it was a Air day game, and I'm. I, there's no chance of me seeing the game unless I'm sitting on my, my my dad's shoulders. And from there, I could see very well. The people behind me were probably a wee bit angry, but we'll let that pass. There's this fantastic heaving mass of people. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and there they were out there. I got glimpses of maroon and white and green and white. You know, it was a different life. I I saw football at the end of of an era. And my God, it was exciting. Jesus, it was exciting. When I left that show, um, I was finished. My work was done, I think about four days before the actual end of filming and um, they uh, presented me with a with a, a t-shirt uh, which had which had all everything that they thought i was uh, i'm glad to see all the nice things that they thought i was including you know a picture of a you know a scottish flag and there was uh, various uh, various uh, scottish connections all plastered on this rather Artistically lovely, beautiful T-shirt. I um, thanked him for um, what I could only describe as an, an unexpected gesture. <laughs>
0: We are delighted to be joined by a lifelong Hearts fan who will be coming on to give his opinions on what's happening at the moment at the club, it's Stevie Morris, how are you doing Stevie?
7: I'm doing very well and thank you uh, for inviting me along to, to do this podcast.
0: So Stevie is joining us, of course, to talk about Hearts. Um, but Stevie, you were also featured on um, on the Hearts page and social media uh, after you know some very difficult news that you received just last year after being diagnosed with MND. And I think the the output, the video that Hearts uh, put out put out there. Was very moving. Um, I think a lot of people were touched by it, and I think it was very brave of you to to go and do that. So, as well as talking about hearts and and the recent performances and and, and how you feel about the club at the moment, we will touch on on that as well. So, I guess first of all, you know, how are you just now? How are things?
7: Uh, I'm I'm okay just now. Um, I suppose the the best bit of news I got was um, last month because prior to that, I'd, the the news after being diagnosed uh, was that in October they gave me three to five months to live. Um, as you can imagine, that was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But in January we got reassessed by the, the M&D people and they gave us the news which was brought about with just as many tears actually. They said that and now we'll last at least till the summer and with a bit of luck, maybe even as far as Christmas. So that was incredible news to get. Um, and one that, you know, just set us off as you can well imagine. In all honesty, the only advice I can give anybody is to be positive. Um, that's the way I've faced this. I mean, I know I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die soon. I'm not going to see um, another year. It's, not, it's just not going to happen. Um, but it's about waking up in the morning and saying, you're beauty, I'm still alive. And that's the way I I live my life. I I enjoy doing what I do. And I'll certainly um, do as much as I possibly can do, even though I'm hampered now because I can't really walk that far. Um, And I have a machine at night that I have to use to breathe. Um, I've got two. I've got one downstairs, one upstairs. The one I use upstairs is all night. And then the one I've got in the living room, I use for about an hour or so around a bit tea time. But you know what? I'm still here and I'm, I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad to be able to see my football team, even though at the moment, they're not doing so well. I mean, to be perfectly honest, at the start of the season, if somebody said we'd be in this position, they would have bitten their hands off, or at least be honest. For us to be third at this stage was something we probably did not expect, and we're here. The big problem is, just as Ryan has said, is that the last two games in particular, losing to teams like that, it really hurts. And it's not just the fact they've lost. It's the fact we lost and played. We lost by a one point, and we just had no guts, determination. Stevie, your,
8: your story, mate. You, you're probably one of the bravest people I've met, and I'm, I'm sure I don't speak for just for myself. No one could imagine what you're going through, and, and for you to put yourself out there as hard as it was, like you said, you probably won't realise how many people you've helped in terms of donating money, in terms of raising awareness, and you know, as a, a former Hearts player, as a as a fan, as a, someone on this podcast, um, you should just know how much everyone's thinking of you how extremely brave you are and um you know everyone is just honestly wishing you all the very best to not only you and your family but i just wanted to say mate we're talking about football and we're talking about players being brave and results like that nothing comes nothing compares to, to how brave you are and what you're going through at the moment mate so i just wanted to, to say that
7: thanks mate.
0: We are also delighted to be joined once again by Mr. Anthony Brown. Hello, how are we? Hey. Very good, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. I was just thinking there, it's been, it doesn't seem like that long
1: ago I was on, but it was actually nearly two years ago, believe it or not. Oh! Yeah, incredible. What? I think it was like last, it was a year, well, July, July 2020, around about that time.
2: Pete, so just COVID
1: yeah it was it was just before I launched the last book but it genuinely doesn't, it doesn't feel like it hold know. on hold
2: on <laughs> plug straight away yes. not even a plug for the new book which you'll get plenty of opportunities to do but plug in the old book before you plug you new book with, within 30 seconds that's magnificent work Ryan would Ryan McGowan of 2012 get into this Hearts lineup?
3: yeah yeah I would. I think that that season when I was at right back I was I was not bad, wasn't I? I don't think on reflection. But maybe I've got better as I've as my memory's worn off, but
0: um <laughs> Yeah,
3: a
1: good
0: season. You had a good
1: season. Yeah. No, see with that twenty twelve team, I wasn't obviously I've just written a book about well, it. I just listened <laughs> to it for
3: ten minutes, have a slide dig there, so don't try and back down now. <laughs> Yeah, you'll be calling to get us to promote your book, I'll be telling him. I'll just be playing that clip there saying that this team's, that 2012 team's horse shit. Wait until I tell Blackie that.
1: (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, Marius had a lot of tough times at Harps, and I think all that needs to be brought into his story as well, because it's part of how he went on to become a legend. It's a big... the the, the adversity had to overcome in the earlier years at Hearts and to be honest most of that 2012 team had massive adversity to overcome as well it wasn't a it wasn't all plain sailing and a, a smooth adventure for all of them so I think just bringing together all the different strands all the different problems people had to overcome
4: Now, the end is near And so I face Okay,
2: before first you, up No, no, no. Yeah. B- before, before you even start the, the what's up, I, I think it's important <laughs> to, to give some lyrics out to a certain song. And I'm not sure it's the way that Frank Sinatra intended my way to end up, um, certainly the music, but let's do this. And now, the end is near... We've followed Hearts from Perth to Paisley. We've traveled far by bus and car, and other times we went by railway. We've been to Aberdeen. We hate the Hibs, they make us spew up. So make a noise, you gorgy boys. We're going to Europe. To CHMFC, we'll even dig the Channel Tunnel. When we're (laughs) afloat on some big boat, we'll tie our (laughs) scarves around the funnel. We have no cares for other players like Rossi, Boniak, or Tardelli, when we are overseas, the hibs will be in Portobello.
0: Amen.
4: What I had to do, saw it through without exemption.
0: Okay, we've got to turn up for the books because um, our special guest who was actually on a flight that was a little bit delayed. So we thought we were going to have to reschedule, but he has very kindly made himself available. He's just jumped in the car. And the reason that he is uh, such an important guest to get on this week, the week of Hearts defeating Rangers in the Cup Final in 2022, of course, is he was part of the team who defeated Rangers in the Cup Final uh, 24 years ago. A man who played a big part in that at the centre of the Hearts defence. We are delighted to be joined by Mr. Paul Ritchie. How are you doing?
9: Good evening, gentlemen. Very well, thank you.
5: Back back
9: then, it's like you played the game to win something. You played the game to represent your country. You played it. you played the game to, to represent the team that you played for. And they'd be part of a successful hearts team who had been through a, a number of years without any success was, as I said, a dream come true, and you're right, you can never take that away, uh, and as I said, the, the joy that it brought, the, so many thousands of Hearts supporters that day will, will live with us forever, uh, and then just so privileged to be part of something like that, uh, and I think Ryan is the same, as I said, it's, these days are, 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 are becoming more frequent for Hearts, which is, which is good, uh, as I said, they're not as uh, big spells in between Cup Finals, and I think they're becoming uh, as successful now. And hopefully
4: we'll
0: get another cup win on Saturday. Do you know what I love is the fact that we've got... You were in the cup final 24 years ago in 1998. And Gary Locke was obviously there. I think he told us he, he woke up on John Robertson's carpet the next morning before the parade. Um, but Ryan played... Uh, <laughs> 14 years after that, in a cup final, who else was on the bus, Ryan? But also Gary Lock giving I his a beer. When he, see,
3: see when he, when uh, Paul you were just saying that about them telling you not to like get up a, I'm guessing that the you went out the emergency exit on the top of the bus. Yeah, that's <laughs> <Sorry>. like, <laughs> when, we, when we were coming back, um, everyone was banging on the window, and Locky goes, "No, nah, no, nah, boys, this is what you do. This is what you do. Pop the <laughs> emergency." Uh-oh. He's been there. He's been there. <laughs> No, no, vaccines, no, that's, no, that's, no. What, that's what we all did in 98, that's what we did, watch, watch. And we fucking popped it up, and it was exact the exact same again, everyone's telling us to get down, and um, a few boys had got up to the to the roof, but um, yeah, that was Lockie's, Lockie's favour of, um, you know, we used to tease him, winding him up, this is what we did in 98, this is what we did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did come in handy afterwards with, with some of the celebrations, and pretty sure Lockie woke up on someone's... Uh, carpet after
0: 2012
9: as well. I scored a few in the build-up, did I not? Um,
0: You scored against United in the quarter-final.
2: Yeah, uh, that was a fucking good goal. (laughs) 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 Was it better than a yard out that McGowan scored in
3: 2012? Listen, it's not about the distance, it's about the movement. Movement! Movement! Keep putting yourself in the right positions. You want to get yourself a goal. Backpost Bandit. That was my nickname back then.
0: Backpost back Bandit. Backpost yeah, yeah. Bandit. That's got that. to be the title of this week. And it's, you're, not even, you're not even the special guest. Backpost Bandit. So, this week we are going to have a sort of end of season summary. Um, are Why are you walking in? I'm in the middle of something, you fuckers. <laughs> this is staying in. This has to stay in. Don't you
7: dare get rid of this stuff.
0: you fuck so off, Go and drink Prosecco downstairs, you stupid.
3: <laughs> do order a couple of blondies thinking that it was beer. <laughs> They are don't both you warm. dare do that.
2: By the way, don't you dare edit that out after what you've <coughs> passed through with your editing rascal behaviour. <laughs> Gotta stay in. I'm right. Gonna... right, Gowser. Oh no no no. Right, this is for Gowser and me for the next 30 seconds. Gowser. What? We are gonna keep dropping references yeah. to what's just happened throughout this, so this fucker can't edit that out. Summon the prospective oh, no, pair. I don't know. No, no, no. Them. Put we them to good use. Yeah, so, and show them, show them the the Hearts players uh, on Soccerweight uh, or whatever. Get them to do you. Choose.
0: actually want me to. Yes! Nice. Yes! Get them on the microphone as well. If oh, you're outvoted, two, um, two on right. one. Go, go and get them. So this is recording just now where there was right, a. live? We, we were discussing who is the most handsome Hearts player in terms of <laughs> outfield player because Craig Gordon wins it.
9: Right. Okay. I think number two's okay. Him. No, no. I mean number two and. Okay.
0: Okay. So she's pointing at Stephen Kingsley. Now,
7: just keeps trolling a minute though. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm uh, not. I'm not feeling inspired.
0: What do you think? So I'm just opening up. This is this is an international footballer called Ryan McGowan. He used to play for us, so we could maybe include him in the mix. No. No. Okay. <laughs> That's know, harsh. You know, there's some. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's some bad bad photos online. <laughs> <laughs> show it.
7: Show him, uh, show her Brian's brother.
0: Oh, oh Dylan McGowan. Oh that's a good show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, um, there's Dylan McGowan. He's better. <laughs> <laughs> We are delighted to be joined for a fourth time on Scarves In the Funnel by Hearts head coach Robbie Nielsen. How are you doing, Robbie? Very well, thanks. Very good to be here. It's nice to talk to you again, it
5: was a fourth time, mate, but it's good. Always good to be back.
0: I think, other than um, Ryan McGowan, you probably have the most appearances now. I think would that be right, Mark?
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's quality, not quantity. So that's why you're back. Exactly. I you, you, you yes.
5: was a squad last season, mate. You know, the, the plan is always to try and get European football, you know, whether that be third, fourth or fifth, I think it was really important they came up. But like I said back twelve months ago, Matt, you're never really sure where you are with a squad. You know, I've sure. come up a number of times with, with teams and you can have that great feel good factor when you, you win the championship and you move up but it's a different story when you come into the top flight because you previously when you're playing the championship you can at times play at 60% and still win the game you know and you do it consistently you know can you be at 80 90 100% consistently through the season so you know my going back to your question my target for Hearts was when we came up i wanted to try and get european football you know, externally we said that we would we want to try and be sustainable, we want to try and get top six but really internally we're going like let's try and get Europe because as you can see with the finances that are going to come in from European football, it's massive for the club and we've managed to do that. Now next season's objective will be can we progress in Europe, can we you know, put on a good show there, win games but can we also sustain where we are in the league and try and push on from there as well and get closer to the old firm hence the reason why we need a bigger squad.
0: What were you most disappointed at at this point? Uh, probably
5: it's the, the cup final at the end, you know, you go into these games and you not we felt like going to that game that for the first, you know, we felt if we started the game well and put pressure on and put them under pressure, we could come the game. And I felt for probably for the first 50, 60 minutes we did that, but I just felt that after that we kind of ran out of gas, you know, with a number of players who hadn't trained up Played for six, eight weeks, and we just didn't have enough. And one in the squad, but also in the tank to to really kick on and go and win the game. And now that was probably the biggest disappointment because I felt I really felt we had a chance if we'd if we'd get that get a goal in the first 45-60 minutes. I felt we'd want to win it, and I didn't think we'd did enough to give us to a chance to do that.
2: Leading hearts out at Hamden alongside Stevie Morris, what did that mean to you and how did it come about? Ah,
5: uh, look, brilliant, brilliant guy, and you know, it's um, shows such strength of you know, firstly, you know, fighting the condition he's got, and also agreeing to come out. You know, I was you know, obviously, we're sponsored by MND Scotland, and I just felt it was the the right thing to do. You know, I think maybe we have a platform to. You know, get get the, the charity out there to expose it and say, look, this is this is what we're doing. I think we have to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked Stevie, and uh, to be honest, I wasn't sure if he would or not because I thought you know it might be something that doesn't what to do. But he was absolutely delighted, and I thought he spoke to the players before the game, just briefly, and you know, his situation his story a wee bit. He was a massive Hearts fan. I think that you know. Hearts hearts is about, it's about the fans, let's be honest, that's what it is, you know, it's about the fans, and if we can, you know, we've hopefully given Stevie something to remember for a long, long time, and we've allowed that that story to try and, you know, embellish MND and try and help that charity as well, and, you know, the history with Marius Mm. as well is really important for us, so, you know, it was great, and you've seen a bigger smile in my life when we walked out and we met him, Mm
2: most handsome outfield player <laughs> I
5: don't know <laughs> if you're going to answer this but I'll offer I, it to I'm, you. Go, I'm going to go for Stephen Kingsley when he wears his yeah, Ray-Bans okay. he likes to wear these bands about the uh, I like so that yeah. that, was, yeah. that
3: was my choice
5: yeah. a wee bit, a wee bit, he's a wee bit um, a wee bit different in his styles but I like it I do like it
0: do you don't think he's a bit like a could be an RAF pilot, maybe a top gun? He could be a top yeah, gun, yeah. That, that's potentially oh, that, uh, <laughs> I did like a bit of top gun in my, my my youth and
5: that's maybe what I'm getting it from, but no <laughs> he's a uh, he's all like good style.
0: And McDonald have been making creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. For more visit fhmacdsigns.co.uk.
7: Hello, and welcome to Shirts Around the Funnel, the little brother of the ever popular Hearts podcast, Scarves Around the Funnel. This is the podcast about Hearts and football shirts together. Indeed, a man who managed to make nearly 150 appearances for Hearts without actually pulling on a maroon jersey. Well, that's because he was the goalkeeper. Jamie McDonald joins us. Jamie, how are you?
3: Hi, guys. I'm good, thank you. How's yourself?
7: Uh, We're all good. Did did you never fancy sticking on the maroon jersey and playing outfield Jamie? Um,
1: Probably many a time but in all honesty I wasn't good enough. Um, (laughs) I was bad enough being a goalie never mind trying to play outfield. I think my penalty record, I I, I maybe said this to you on the night, I think my penalty record at Tyne actually better (laughs) since I've left Harps. Um, then when I was actually there, because I think I, I saved my first five penalties or something. When I went back to Time Castle <laughs> which is remarkable, and you'd be lucky if I save five um, penalties at Time Castle whilst I was at Hart So.
2: Delighted to say, as promised, that Sandy Clark, our special guest this week, loads of chat to come about his time, both as a player and as a manager with Hearts. First of all, Sandy, thank you for, for doing this for us. It might not have been something you, you ever did, because if Hibs had had that bid accepted for you when you were at Airdrie, or if Billy McNeil had been successful to sign you for Celtic, you might never even have set foot.
6: Inside the doors at Time Castle. How are you? I'm very well, Mark. And uh, you're bringing back memories here already. Gonna be back to, to those days. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There was an attempt from Eddie Turnbull. I think I was maybe 20, 21. It. You when uh, they wanted me to go to the pubs, but I just had a feeling at that point in time it wasn't the best move in the world. So <laughs> that never materialised. That's for
4: sure. <laughs>
6: The biggest strength you can ever talk about the Hearts of Football Club is the fan base because they're they're incredible how they get behind the club and, and I don't know if it was just my style, maybe a little bit like Drew, get stuck in and you know, gave it sleeves up and everything you had and, and I kind of tried to play like that from the start and I was there for 10 years and I've, I've I loved every bit of it.
0: I've
6: continually refused to have my head shaved, I haven't got a lot of here. <laughs> uh, but I continually refused to get my head shaved because I must have 20 scars on my head. <laughs> but, Ryan, you're laughing at stupidity. It was just the way it was, it was just the way I was taught and you get, you get stuck in, it was silly. But it's a challenge in the box with, with, with Craig Patterson and myself and the two, I, I I think, I don't know who headed the ball, who headed each other, but I, I was without a doubt, you know, unconscious and you know all the rules now. I wouldn't have played for a month, probably the way the rules are now not allowed to with the doctors, but uh, you know, I, I, there's got like a hole in the front of my head, uh, just just above my hairline, thankfully. It's a bit silly, the things you do, but I, I've reached 65, no, and <laughs> I've still got a bit of memory so I'm hoping it's not causing me too many problems.
0: Everyone associated with Hearts knows very well because it is Mr. Hearts himself. We are delighted to be joined <laughs> by Gary Locke. How are you doing, lads? you okay? Very yeah, well, thank
1: I you. The gaffer will tell you about this. Like, we had beat the Kilmarnock at Rugby Park and we had organised to go do to Newcastle for the Christmas night I think it was on the Sunday. And at this time, we were second top of the league, we'd been on a great run, and obviously we got beating the game, and the gaffer just went, you're not you're not going to Newcastle, and you're sinking." you know, we've, we've been on a brilliant run, obviously that was a bad result, but we're still up there, and he's like, nah, not good enough, you're in training tomorrow, so we get to the training, and obviously the boys that were only in the squad on the Saturday, they did me know that they had cancelled the Christmas night out, so... You can imagine we've got to Tincastle castle in the morning and he is like steam coming out his ears because he's raging, But got beat the day before, but he's also raging that, you know, the whole squad's not came in training. So he's walking about gone mental and then the next thing you see like Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and all that coming <laughs> <laughs> up for training. And he's gone mentally, <laughs> and you're sitting there going, I can't believe the boys have me taken their fancy dress over. <laughs> They've all turn, turned up to trade and dressed as like Walt Disney and all that. <laughs> uh, and then, as I say, he ran us for about three days. Uh, Christmas was cancelled. You know, the first time I played in the season under Tommy, you know, it was quite halfway we at half-time, it was just we were getting beat 1-0 up at the dodgy and he's just like, see you Rocky. you're shite, you're coming <laughs> off, <laughs> and getting the shiver, basically. Obviously I missed the two cup finals after that, which was a uh, kind of dagger to the heart if you like, but obviously in 98 but right, the boys winning it kind of made up for that because for me it wasn't about Gary Loke missing the cup for you all that mattered in 98 was Hearts winning the cup and you know fortunately for us all the, the boys that played that day went out and did that That shows me that you will never ever keep football fans happy because if you, you ask any Hearts fan before that game you're going to win 1-0 Every single one of us would have taken that. You go and you win probably the biggest game in the club's history, certainly in my time he'd been alive. You win at 5-1 and you still get people that say, oh, I'm not happy with that. (laughs) You should have scored 10. And you sit and go, 5-1 was all right, was it not?
7: (laughs) so.
0: And welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel In our Make Some Noise segment As we give pretty much immediate reaction To Hart's uh, European adventures I am Laurie Dunsire Coming to you from the local shores Coming to you from Scotland But joined by a man who's He's always overseas from me But a little bit closer (laughs) than normal Because Mark Donaldson is over in Switzerland.
2: This is this is probably the closest we'll get when um, he is overseas. You'll be in Portobello. Oh, I was composed. I was organized. I was I was hopeful at half time, and then the world kind of caved in and it went to shit. That hurts, as Craig Gordon said in his post game interview with the BBC that they actually managed to stay on air for most time, having lost a huge chunk of the second half to whatever reason. It hurts. It was a game that was there for the taking. It was a team that were there for the beating. And we didn't get it done. So we'll explain or try and explain why that's the case over the next half hour or so.
0: I was watching the game at home, like many were, um, tonight, and my other half said, you know what of Shanklin looks like? It's like, what? It's like, it's like Ant and Dick together. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have
2: to say, I, can, right. I can't, I can't like unsee that. that now. I cannot unsee that. <laughs> it was the wrong team selection, it was the wrong, um, tactics, and, the players just look scared. So I think everybody deserves some of the blame here tonight because that was not good enough. At least come away from a game saying, you know what, couldn't couldn't have given any more. I've left everything out there.
0: I was like, oh, what's that? Which That song, I don't know all the words to that one. <laughs> we only had one song last time, it was in an away end. Um, but it was, it was terrific, terrific, terrific creativity. And yeah, the atmosphere was just amazing throughout, um, despite what was happening on the pitch. And I think it was just, I think it just showed what is possible, um, you know, with Hearts fans behaving so well, but still creating a great atmosphere and, and having such a good time. And that is uh, the legend that is Mr. Jimmy Sanderson. How are you doing? Good evening,
2: guys. I'm very, very happy <laughs> for the invitation. Jimmy, hope I'm, I'm standing up and applauding that. This is a momentous. Moment. <laughs> we never thought we would see this day.
9: I blush. I actually blush because for your two—is it your 200th podcast? You the same? Yep. yep. Found that you could have got somebody much more important than me.
0: No. Well, they got the they got the first 199, so we got to you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
9: We've been at Robbo. Wayne Crabbell have been at Robo a number of times. For all the goals he scores, he's got a, he's got the worst celebrations in the world. And we said you need to get a, some kind of boogie, some kind of boogie going. On. Boogie. And he says, well, what kind of boogie do you do? What boogie. He says, well, do watch, aye. Do you watch the, the the NFL? You know the American football. He says, aye. He says, well, watch watch how they do an end zone boogie when they, when they when they. What is <laughs> so well, so so
6: your so headline? Episode
9: of the end
2: zone boogie. boogie. I said, so what's that You know,
9: but she'd try and get some kind of moves. I she's because the punters will love you doing something like that. You know, pulling the guns out the holster or something like that. Or something, you know what I mean? And and oh, it's just I mean, one of the goals you scored in the terrific player is movements for like dancing and jumping the boot were horrific. So me and Crabble got them in the boot room and we showed them, we said, watch this. This is what the the, the Chicago Bears did when they do their touchdown. So me and Crabble done it, bump, 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 hop, bump. Just high five, and there you go. You try it. So we Robo tried it we thought, oh what a state! I mean, he was, he was awkward! So we thought, oh, seriously man, you, you better get something going. So we forgot about it. And then up comes me getting in the, in the team, running up, hitting the ball first time. Who comes to be first? is, is Cabo? And we look at each other and I, I look to my right and we Robbo's coming up and I'm thinking, oh let's do it, let's do it. wait for him, let's do it. So me and him just burst into it. And it, when, if you watch it, you see we Robo standing watching it. and then i thought oh no we've done it now that's it but it it was great i mean i always think people score goals you should celebrate they should it's the best part of the game is it not
7: we do have an extra special guest on our podcast today we welcome a man who wore maroon well I say he maroon, he probably wore most colours bar maroon for his former club. Let's welcome in former Hearts goalkeeper and congratulations on the new gig at Motherwell, the goalkeeping coach Neil Alexander. Neil, how are you doing?
5: I'm very well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on. Looking forward to this. Well, I never a million years thought Jamie McDonald would have been let go. Jamie McDonald was phenomenal for Hearts. He was Player of the Year season after season, and I was more surprised than anyone when I got the phone call. Um, I didn't see that coming at all. But um, you know, as as bad as I felt for Jamie, and I did, I was delighted to get the opportunity to come to such a a fantastic club. Loved playing at Tynecastle, and and the chance to wear um, the Hearts jersey. You know, as, as I said, I was a boyhood fan. John Robertson was my hero. I had, a, I had more outfield strips growing up than I did the goalie strips.
6: It's a heartache. Nothing but a heartache.
2: Delighted to welcome a man whose living room I sat in for a good couple of years to write the book Maroon Heart. And now we get to speak to him on Around the Funnel podcast. Hopefully that's a good enough introduction well, the wonderful Gary Mackay, how are you? I'm great, thank you. And that was a very nice introduction, yes. Thank you very much.
4: Feeling like a clown.
7: It's a I feel that the players in the team that
5: didn't give as much as I did on that day, Aye, I do. Yeah, I think one or two people will let the down and let the club down that day, and that's why Joe Job and what's his job? Absolutely, know that.
0: So, I should say, without further ado, uh, this week is our first installment of No Idle Talk. The main focus of this episode is to hear from some of you, our listeners, who have got in touch and said you wanted to come on the show and have a chat with us. Okay, next up on Scarves Under the Funnel, we are joined by Stephen. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a a kind of different demographic of a fan. I've never been to a live match. I've never been to Tyne Castle to see Hearts play. I'm ashamed to say, I've never done it. Tell you what, Stephen, that's a bit
3: of <laughs> We're going to fix, Stephen, we're going to fix this tonight. I'll, I will get your email address and we'll sort it out a game because there's plenty of Sunday games. And um, we'll get you some tickets, and I'll take you along on one of the Sundays. Oh, man, that, that would that's Dreams Country stuff right there. That's the there so, uh, Laurie can get us tickets.
8: <laughs> Laurie
5: can get us <laughs>
0: tickets. <laughs> uh, this week, we are delighted to be joined by a couple of very special guests who are part of the Hearts women's team. First up, we are joined by the Hearts uh, manager of the women's team, Eva Oled. How are you, Eva?
8: Hi, good evening. Very good, thank you,
0: and you? Uh, Very well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, We're also very pleased to be joined uh, by the captain of the Hearts women's side, Georgia Hunter. How are you, Georgia? Yeah,
8: I'm good, thank you, how are you?
6: Um, the derby is a massive game in Edinburgh. And I've loved being involved in it for the past nine years. It's always been a massive game. I've looked forward to and to have that many fans supporting the derby in Edinburgh is just absolutely huge. And fans writing me by
8: Instagram and social media, and saying me, "Ah, oh, that match you have to win is so important." <laughs> like everybody trying to transmit me the importance of that match. You no, know, when I arrived last season.
0: Are you both confident ahead of Sunday?
8: 100%.
0: Yeah, totally. It's a pleasure to be joined by Mr. Gary Wales. How are you doing, Gary? Uh,
3: I'm very well. How are you guys? Very well, thank you, mate.
7: The the gaffer, the jet, brought me in and he says, I meant to say to you, did you you mean to get sent off against Hibs the other week? So they were obviously at the game. And I was like, aye. And he's like, I thought so.
0: He's like, that's why we signed you. (laughs) (laughs) The hardest part
7: of retiring is you've got an ego you know from football and that's the hardest thing that I'll I'll just wish and I'm trying to help people just now you know I speak to people from the PFA and I've had a few private meetings with people and guys that are still in the game at the moment in the Premier League just asking me how they can take that step and I'm I'm more than happy to help them but the first thing you really need to do is drop the ego because that's the longer that you, you try and pretend you're living that lifestyle that you no longer live you know, the longer it
0: will take you to to get where you actually want to be. We are delighted to be joined on Scarves Around the Funnel by former Scottish Grade 1 referee and now part of the Get Involved Referee podcast. It's Des Roach. How are you doing, Des?
8: I'm very well, gentlemen. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, I hope you're both well. We have got no agenda, we've got nothing to hide mm-hmm. and, and nothing to um, to save, etc. But we can try and give an answer to the football guys and football punters and say, Well, I think that's why it's happened. But I'm also quite happy to say, No, I got it wrong. If I was the VAR, I'd be telling me, go Going for a fucking look at yourself. That's <laughs> never a penalty. <laughs>
0: In the meantime, a Happy New Year to everyone. Enjoy the Hogmanay celebrations. Enjoy Tyne Castle on the 2nd. Come on, the hearts!